0: One thing that's helped me in leadership from the B print is just being organized, just showing up every single day, getting a little bit more organized and showing up, being there when you say you're going to be there.
1: What's up? It's your man, B Holmes, back with another episode of Doors to Success where I lay out the B-print, teaching you how to knock, open, and conquer the doors of success in your life. Today, I'm very, very excited. We've got my main man, Sean Harding, all the way from Houston, Texas, here, joining us today on the podcast. Sean, what up? What's up, B-Holmes? Dude, we got to do our, our ceremonial. You've been itching. It's late at night, yeah. but you've been itching to open up this Red Bull here. Can't wait. So we want to thank our unofficial sponsor, Red Bull. For sponsoring everything we do in life, so pay me Red Bull. Here you Here go. go, right in the mic. One, two, three. Oh man! Oh yeah. A couple, so, a couple sounds in life that just, you know, just make you smile. Just
0: kick it off, huh?
1: Thank you, Red Bull. Pay us our money. We're very mm-hmm. excited for the sponsorship that you will be giving us. This is one that we're going to speak into existence. That's right. What the What the listeners don't realize is that I'm actually doing a. A visualization test, right? I talk about visualization a lot and speaking something into existence. Well, this is one that we are doing. Red Bull, hear us, feel us, know us, see us. We want that sponsorship. That's right. We buy so Give much it. Red Bull. Give it to us. Now. Dude, think about in all the years we've done this job, how much Red Bull do you think just me and you have consumed?
0: This is the best one, too. I get, It's too many to name.
1: The the Kiwi Apple? Yes, Dude, I know. And then when the pandemic hit, it was hard to find. Do you know that I paid somebody almost five hundred dollars to ship it to me from Australia? I love it. <laughs> Just the shipping cost. <laughs> Money well spent. That's what I'm saying. Red yeah. Bull. I'm not hard. Like, not to mention, I've spoken to your like local representative, and they're making it very hard. I've I've tried to buy four fridges to put in our, all of our warehouses, and they're like giving us a hell of a time to make it happen. So.
0: Just let us buy the fridges.
1: That's what I said. It's not that easy. It's really difficult. Right? So you have to be a reseller. And they're like, what are you gonna, who, What are your price points? I'm like, uh, I'm going to give it away to all my sales reps. And they're like, yeah, you got to resell it. I'm like, okay, I'll charge them $0. They're like, no, we need a price. We need your vending. I'm like, God, well, I just, I'll pay you.
0: We'll buy it from ourselves. That's what we did.
1: That's, we what we're, that's what we're going to do. Okay, so so everyone knows. Sean and I go, go back and Sean's like top, you know how you have your like top 10% of people that you just, you, you love and they're your homies no matter what, Sean's mine on my list. So I'm super excited you're here. Now I've purposely not spoken to Sean. When I walked in, I said, we started talking in the elevator. I said, stop, save it for the podcast <laughs> because I wanted this to be super raw. Shooting from the hip. Sh- sh- super hip shooting right just bring it up bring it raw because it's the best way i think it's fun for me because there's a lot of guys i talk to a lot of guys in the job and everyone's in a different phase of life but for you you've got kids and wife married about the same time so give us a backstory on your family life because it's a lot like mine and and people will understand why i enjoy talking to you
0: uh where do i start like
1: just your family, day your, day your daughters, your family. <laughs> we'll go there, but tell me about your immediate family right now.
0: Uh, so I have a son. My son's older. I was from a previous marriage. She's uh, 20 right now. He's good kid, big-time stud. And then I've got three girls, three daughters, girl, dad, um, seven, Monroe's seven. I got Lennon, which we call her Lenny, Lenny with an I. She's five, and then Swayze, she's three. So tons of fun at my house, cheerleading, ballet. Just a lot of dresses. Dance. A lot of dance, <laughs> gymnastics.
1: You think that they would.
0: Sometimes I get to watch football for like five minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think that they would um, figure it out for dads at this point? Because I have two boys, two girls. about you know, my last year the same age as yours. And um, the other fun thing was, you know. We'll talk there, but the my last three is and I, I go to two I go to half of dances gymnastics and the other half is football stuff, and you think that the dances they're not like football or two hours, right? Basketball is forty five minutes to an hour, but a dance recital, a dance recital is sheer. Give me the word, fill in the blank. Sheer. I can't. I just can't say do it. it. I can't. Just say it. Mm-mm. I'll say it. No, we'll both say a word. You say it. I'll say
0: it. Terror. I was gonna say torture. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) Two football dads laughing about dance recital. So could someone forever, dude? It's an all day, two day event. Yep. And my wife loves it.
0: Yeah, got to get their makeup done, hair done. Oh my goodness, that's half a day.
1: (laughs) And you guys are in Texas now. Yep. See, we came from Texas. It was over the top in Texas. They definitely do it bigger, way bigger. The hair. Yep. The dresses. Man. The time. So let's jump back into what makes Sean, Sean. So Sean, back in, take me back to Sean in high school. So you, you've, you've talked about, you said you have a 20 year old son. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of got an idea about Sean, but tell us Sean in high school. <laughs> if we went back 20 years, what would we see? Who would we see oh, man. senior? Sean is, is during a senior. What does it look
0: um, like? Man, I'm glad my parents aren't here. Um, I was just, honestly, I don't know how to say it. Like I, I was a shithead, you know? <laughs> like, I just had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. I just had a lot of fun, right? And I had my girlfriend, and uh, that that's what it was. And, you know, um, fortunately for me, uh, I don't get good grades. I just like to have fun. And then, you know, when I had my son, I, I mean, I don't think I'd be I, – I wouldn't be anything if I didn't have that happen to me. So it's kind of crazy how you can look back um, everything that happens and realize that it happened for a reason and, and actually get to a point where you're genuinely grateful that that happened. Cause I, I literally don't know what I'd be because after that happened, um, like I, I manned up and just took care of business, yeah. you know, and then it, it was kind of crazy.
1: But was that a senior when you're senior, junior, senior, senior.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like right at the end. And so it was crazy. I mean, I just, you know, just. I didn't really think there was another option to, like, go hide in my mom's basement and play Nintendo, right? So I just manned up, and I got a job. And the first job I got was, like, I was, like, uh, changing tires and changing oil, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't make anything. And it just taught me hard work. So, and then from there, I went and uh, I got a job at this cabinet shop. So I was doing construction. And I remember, like, when I worked there... Um, I was one of the, like, higher-paid people, like, I was reliable, I was honest, I had a lot of integrity, and so people knew, like, if they wanted the job done and wanted it done right, like, I would do it, and I would get it done, and they just really trusted me, and I remember, um, I worked there almost, like, four or five years, and then I um, started going to college while I got there, while I was there, and then it was kind of crazy, but I... I remember I got a raise and I was making like 16 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I was like, man, if I can get that raise, I'll be rolling. And I remember my boss gave me a raise and I'm super thankful for my boss. I kind of pushed him into it, but I feel kind of bad because I got that raise and I'm like, man, I'm going to be rolling. I'm going to get these checks and I'm going to be rolling. And I got my first check and I was like, this is shit. (laughs) (laughs) I literally thought that and I quit. Yeah. That was it.
1: Jeez, so well, so I don't want to digress, but for those of you that don't know who Sean is, for us, Sean is our regional manager at our company, United Energy, and Sean quickly came aboard our company and moved up the ranks over one summer from rep to regional and runs our Texas operation out there. And so, so we're telling Sean's story here, but realize that Sean uh, now sits atop of one of the larger uh, dealer solar door-to-door dealers in the nation right now, um, responsible for, you know, we were actually, when we were doing other people's installs, our Texas market was number one and two on the top two installers in the nation for facilitating. We had to go to two installers because we were doing over 100 installs a month with each installer. So in other door-to-door world, that's like, a, you know, 3,000 pest, or that's a... You know maybe like a uh, 5,000 alarm office just to give people some context. And so Sean was quickly made his way up and was and was killing it. And so having Sean here and hearing his story is always exciting because he he was he moved up the ranks at United Energy faster than anyone ever had before. He was the number one money earner for all of our companies, United Energy and United Builders for last for 2021 and 2020. And he's here now running and telling our story. So it's just exciting to have you here, man, and, and being able to look back on the fun stuff. So talk about now to everyone, you went from shithead to <laughs> having a son put your life in perspective. Uh-huh. Tell me from that experience, what was like the number one takeaway that I know because as we spoke, I said our lives were similar. I had a very similar experience in my life. The outcome was the opposite mm-hmm. and the baby didn't come in. So my life changed drastically, but... For you, it did come. So I'm always like really fascinated. Like, it could have been, I could have been in that situation. So tell me, what was the number one thing you learned from actually having the child? And what did that do for your life? You said it got you going, but like, what did you learn intrinsically? Like, what were the takeaways?
0: Hard work. Hard work. Yeah, that was it. Like, no one's going to do it for me, right? No one's going to. And maybe it was just that I didn't know it was an option. Maybe I didn't want it to be an option. I don't really know what it was, but it was like, if someone doesn't go do this and, like, take care of this, then who's going to? Right. And for that matter, I kind of remember thinking, like, my mom didn't create this. My dad didn't create this situation. Like, I created this situa- situation, so I better, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but I damn sure better try to take care of it.
1: Right. Right. Did you, um, because I remember having an oh, crap moment, and it only lasted for me mm, maybe an hour. Right, where I was like, oh, wait, what? What? Like <laughs> the news, reality. Okay. And then it was, all right, let's go get your ass. You do. D- I remember getting like really diff, like, I remember being feeling very confused, having a moment where I got really clear on what had to happen, and then getting like very prescriptive to everyone in my life of what had to happen. Did you experience that? Or what uh, was your experience? <clears throat>
0: My, my old crap moment, I did, I mean, think maybe, yeah, probably lasted an hour like yours. It's just like, I just don't have time to like, I got to get up off my ass and figure what I yeah. figure this out. Yep, Right. That, that was it. Like, uh, that was all I knew. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, you probably same thing for you. Right. It's like, we we're young enough is like, I, <laughs> no one's going to do this for me. I got to yeah. do it. Got to get it done. So, and, and kind of backing up too, like, um, I think, I, you know, I've told my son this story before, but I don't think he realizes, like, how valuable it is, right? And so it's, like, it's kind of crazy, but... Um, Wait, what's
1: his name? Jordan. Jordan. You didn't say his name, and I want to make sure you say his name because yeah. when I told my daughter that I said her name on one of these podcasts, uh-huh. she got all of her friends to listen. So make sure we'll tag Jordan. We'll make sure he's yeah, probably on social media. We'll tag him and he'll listen. Yeah, this, he'll, this is his name. he'll I, love j- it. Shout out Jordan.
0: Yeah, he's a stud. But I don't think Jordan realizes like how valuable that life lesson was and how important to me he is just because of what I learned. Like without him, without that experience, like I just wouldn't be, I wouldn't be me and i It sounds super cheesy. Maybe it sounds kind of like a chick. I don't know, but um, like I'm just really, really grateful for my life right now. Like I I love my life.
1: It's crazy. That's not crazy.
0: Yeah, it's great. (laughs) That's that's a blessing. Yeah,
1: that's so good, man. In today's world, there's so many people that don't like their lives. So then, let's talk about um, from that experience. You got into the that job that wasn't good. You realized the raise wasn't going to go good. Then, then where? Then what happened?
0: So, yeah, I realized the raise wasn't as much as I thought. I'm, like, doing the math and adding it up, and I'm, like, cool. Um, and I'm looking at the guys that are, like, the top of the food chain at that place, and I'm, like, cool. If I work here for the rest of my life, <laughs> that's what I have to look forward to. And it was nothing against them personally, but it was just, like, I don't want to do that. Right. Right? And so right then, it was just, like, I'm out. And um, shortly before that, I would met my wife, got married. Um, my wife's a sweetheart. She she's super cool. She kind of saw me for what I was. She comes from um a pretty religious family and she took a chance on me. So also, shout out to Erica. If I if, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be me either. But no, she she just saw that I was a hard worker and she valued that. And she's like, "Look, I don't know how everything's going to play out." Um, you know, we I remember <coughs> I remember being uh, you know, super young, married and driving past these houses and you know hoping that one day we'd be able to have a nice house to <clears throat> to raise our family in right mm-hmm. and um it was crazy now you know we we live a great life and um I actually bought Erica 2 days ago I came home with a Land Rover it was a funny story but um you know so we just we get to do those things and it's nothing it's not from any shortage of hard work or or uh you know things that um we didn't earn, that's for sure, right? Right. So
1: what? What? Uh, so Erica's rolling with the new whip.
0: Yeah, I took the Cadillac in, and they said, "Oh, this has some transmission problems." I was like, "Oh shit!" And so I went and got it, took it to the Land Rover dealership, and came home in that.
1: Did you? Was it an older Cadillac or was it a new one?
0: No, it was like a 2012.
1: Okay, so you had one, then you took it in, and now she's rolling a new Land Rover. That's so uh-huh. exciting. Erica's yeah. hopefully she's driving her Land Rover right now. She loves it. It was and a surprise too. <laughs> That, did you film it? Did you get her face? No, damn oh, it, I should have. Oh, dude. What was I thinking? I don't know. You weren't thinking about social media. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that well. was everything trying to capture. Yeah. But, um, yeah, bro, that says so much about your wife. Um, and your wife is is a sweetheart. She's amazing. I know the first time my wife met her, when she walked away, she's like, we've got to be great friends <laughs> with that. <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. and it's always been, like, a point of of how do we connect with you guys. How um, – what would you say? You said you wouldn't be who you are because of her. What's the one thing that you could look back quickly and say, "Okay, my wife has taught me this. I've changed my life for her this way, and it's helped me like this." Because I'm actually going through that right now, and having to do some hard resets. And we'll dive into this later. But what's one thing quickly that you're like, "Man, if it wasn't she's taught me this, and it's helped me this way." Um,
0: the crazy thing is, is like, um, like when I was trying to support our family, like when we first got married, right, it's Uh like she always just had this like, crazy confidence in me. And back then I took it for granted. I'm like, oh, yeah, you just... You you uh you go do your thing. You're just super confident that everything's gonna be taken care of. And it wasn't that she was she was like riding this easy train. Like looking back, she just she rode all the ups and downs with me. And the crazy thing is, it was not that she thought just, oh yeah, I'm fine. Like Sean will take care of it. It wasn't that at all. It was just that she had enough confidence in me to go out and get it done. And so back then, it was like I was looking at it and like I had this big time stress. I'm trying to make it. I'm super young. Um, I'm trying to, you know, just pay the bills. You know how it is, right? Like, like you're just young and you're like, man, how am I going to make ends meet? And she just had this confidence that, that I would. And to her credit, you know, she's just like, look, I knew you were a hard worker. I didn't know like what it was going to look like, uh, exactly where we're going to go or where our path would take us. But I just had confidence in you. And so, um, and i definitely felt like the the weight of just the responsibility which wasn't from her i just you know maybe it's, maybe it's me a little bit i don't know but um you know you, you have a responsibility to take care of someone mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> i i took it seriously i didn't you know and i i do take pride in the fact that i can provide my kids a life that i didn't have um you know provide things for my wife that um most people don't get to have, I guess. And it's not about the things either. It's just about the memories. And it's, you know, it's like every time we, you know, look at maybe something that we've gotten or something, it's not the the thing. It's the memories of everything that it took
1: to get there. Right? Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. In fact, I just got a little banter back and forth on Twitter. Uh, if you want to go read this, it's uh, at... Yeah, at no, the, I don't believe it. Sorry, not Twitter. Uh, TikTok. I'm sorry. TikTok, yeah, you're right. I don't tweet. I don't tweet. <laughs> but at, at the B Print on Twitter, and um, his, this person was like, I don't need to make a million bucks. Uh, I don't need – I just need money to go on a vacation. They said that. And I was like, well, you realize that either you're going to cram all in your station wagon, drive to the local HOA campsite, <laughs> and – dig holes in a, a dirt pit, or you could fly first class on a, or a private jet to Bora Bora and make dig holes in uh, pristine beefs that no one's seen before. You're both going to dig holes. You're both going to make sandcastles with sand. It just matters what sand you're using and where you're doing it and how you're getting there. Which experience would your kids like? They'll probably like both, but which one would you like? So I was saying the money is more of the, the the magnifier of the experience, you're going to have your same experience. You're both going to have a family vacation. Your kids are going to love both. But which one would actually magnify that experience for a memory to sink in for everybody? Sure. And the money's more for the, the spouses, right? The yeah, right. One, right of course. So how would you get involved in – because we're talking about making money. We've got Sean Harding here, uh, regional manager for United Energy, number one money earner for uh, our companies here for 2020-2021. Fastest man to to rise the ranks at our businesses. Glad Sean's here from Texas. So Sean, we just heard about how you got to where you're to the door to door space. Tell us how you got involved in door to door because we were wanting to know what made you choose door to door. And then we'll we'll bleed into the two the two transitions. I want to talk to is getting into door to door and then getting into solar and how interacting with myself. Uh, the B-print, what we've taught and trained you, and how United has actually gotten you where you're at versus other companies. So tell us the first one about how did you get involved in door-to-door in like a minute.
0: So I was in college, and one of my best friends, his name's John Kellogg, so shout-out to John. Um, we had a class together, and John s- recruited me to go knock doors with – apex alarm okay so i went out what year was this it was 2006 i went to chicago six in chicago i was
1: in in 06 we were in austin texas
0: there you go yeah good place to be. same
1: company didn't even know that's crazy yeah Yeah.
0: so i went out and did did that and i did okay and i swore i'd never do it again probably like every other first year especially (laughs) at that time the pay skills were smaller right Right. so
1: isn't that crazy? It's crazy.
0: Dude, if you <laughs> the amount I sold looking back, it was good, but like that amount back then, like you didn't make any money. <laughs>
1: Dude, we had even just our, our new pay scale right now. When I started solar, we were making $117 a kilowatt. A hundred and seventeen a kilowatt. I
0: thought you were rolling too.
1: Bro, I mean average system size was like four kilowatts in New Jersey where we started. And now we're paying guys a hundred or you know one eleven hundred and seventeen dollars a kilowatt now on our new pay scale. Nuts. It's insanity. It's like if I would have made that my first year, I would have made three million in just sales commissions personally. Is that crazy? <laughs> it's nuts dude. Man. We're blessed. But okay, so John gets you going at Apex, and you say I'm never doing it again. You yeah, so swear he gets, it off.
0: He gets me going at Apex, and I'm like, man, I'm never gonna do that again. So I go back home, go to school, and. Uh, I get a job actually at a car dealership an Audi dealership I figure I'll, you know I'll try this my buddy got me the job and uh, I get this job and I'm like the number one salesman and after like eight months I hate it just hate being around just didn't like the environment so my neighbor when I moved home from Chicago was a manager at Apex so you know I live right next door to him so he's got like eight months to work on me right right so um I ended up going out with him to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I remember the first day I got out there, <laughs> I was like, why did I do this again? Right. But what happened was, is he gave me a little bit of money, enough to get out there and buy some groceries. And all I remember was, I was like, if he trusted me enough <clears throat> to, to help me out, mm-hmm. then I damn sure better, like I, I can't control, I mean, at that time I thought, you know, I can't control if I'm good at this or not, which now we know you can, right? But um, uh, I can't control if I'm good at this or not. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I damn sure better work my butt off, right? And so that was all I had to offer him at that time was just the hardest that I could work. And uh, I think I sold more than everyone in the office. I think there was one guy that sold more than me, Um, but I ended up doing really well. And I bought my first house after that summer. Um,
1: this was your second summer? hmm Wow. How many did you end up yeah. funding?
0: Uh, I think I did like 150. Nice. So nothing crazy. It was good, though. It was really good. And it gave me enough of a, a cushion to, or a you know, a check to, mm-hmm. to buy my first house. So I came home, bought my first house, <clears throat> and then um, we lived there at that house for three years. I was still doing Apex at that time at you know, changed to Vivint, and I, at the meantime, I had run some, you know, pretty decent-sized offices, and it'd kind of go up and down, and I bought another house after that, and then I eventually turned both of those into rentals, and I ended up making a move to this other company, um, which uh, I was not better off for, right, yeah. so we always thought it would be better... And it just wasn't. And what happened was is um, I didn't get – I almost didn't get anything out of that, right? Like, we we had a lot of promises of just some stuff that never came through. And I basically, when I decided to leave, I left with nothing. And um, there's a whole other mess of stuff involved in that. But um, I left with nothing. And it's kind of crazy because everything, again, happens for a reason. And it always comes full circle <clears throat> and I'm talking like it was it was bad enough when I left that I was worse off for having worked there. That's mm. what sucked, right? Like How long were you there for? Five years. So I, wow. I, I actually had to, just to make ends meet after I left, I had to sell both of those houses, right? And so it just sucked. Like I was just worse off for having worked there. And um, anyway, what happened was um, it, <laughs> when I left, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And in the meantime, I'd met Austin and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna um, you know I'm gonna make this solar thing work, I
1: think. So So Austin Summers is the president of United Energy and one of the founders, along with myself and, and Morgan Torgerson. So how did you meet Austin? So I met
0: Austin through a good friend of mine, Ty White, He's one of my best friends, and um, Ty and Austin were friends. And so I met Austin in the fall of 2019. Okay. And what happened was, was me, Ty, and another guy. We went to my house and we said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. And my thought was, is if it's as good as they say, then we'll never look back. But if it's not, like, alarms aren't going anywhere, right? Right. Like, like what are they going to, like,
1: not let us do alarms? Mm-hmm. Right? So. Sure.
0: Um, <coughs> sorry. Um,
1: Mountain air getting to you. Yeah, it is. It's really dry here.
0: So, um, so my thought was, cool, What like, alarms isn't going anywhere. Alarms is always going to be there. We're good at it. And so that was the day we met with Austin. The next day I called those guys. I'm like, okay, cool, let's go get it. And they're like, both of them are like, I think I'm just going to pull bills from my, my, custom, my alarm customers, like, see if they just have, like, a power bill. Try to close those. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, man, I really suck at doing two things. I hate doing half-assed in two things is what I feel like, right? Yep. But I don't want to do this by myself. So I tried doing that. Sucked at it. Didn't like it. But alarms at that time, like, it just wasn't giving me any energy, mm. right? Like, uh, I wasn't able to provide, like, a path for anyone else. Well, how many years have you been doing that time? <laughs> like, like 12? 12, yeah. Yeah, 12. So, um, so what happened was um, we still did alarms for a little bit. I kind of put the solar thing on the back burner, but it was always in my mind. Austin was cool enough to answer my calls when I'd call him. And then um, COVID hit, right? Right, So it's like March 2020, COVID hits. (coughs) And uh, I'm home for two weeks. Everything's shut down. Like my kids' schools are shut down. Everything's shut down, right? And after like two weeks of that, like – like, financially, I was fine, but I was like, man, this sucks. Like, like I got to go be productive, right?
1: Refresh my memory. Had you been on our company conf- conference calls at that time? I'd been
0: on a couple of them. Okay. Yeah, but I, but I wasn't on a ton or anything. And so I was home for two weeks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm going to go get, I don't care if I'm by myself, lone wolf, right, in, in this space, like, that's really hard to do. I don't think anyone wants to do that, right? But I was like, "Cool, I'm going to give it a real shot." And if it works, then I'll never sell another alarm again. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then what? They're not going to kick me out of alarms, right? Right. So, um, so I started just knocking on doors. Like two weeks after the pandemic, some people were kind of skittish. Most people were really cool, and I started getting some traction. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Again, I'm out there by myself, Houston, Texas. Nobody else is out there with me, and uh, I was calling Austin. Probably, I don't. Probably, he probably feels like it was every five minutes. Right? <laughs> I'm like, what do I do when they say this? What do, do this? what do I do in this? What do I do in this? Right? Oh yeah. And even at that time, like he was helping me make my proposals. But what happened was, I started setting appointments, and I totally sucked. But I went to him, and I started closing some of them. And so I start getting these closes, and I'm on this text thread with, like, a whole bunch of these old alarm guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, just a bunch of just old dogs that we knew from way back in the day, right? And um, – Oh, is that the thread where you posted your, your paycheck? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, so I start getting these uh, –
1: So one second. Let me give the back, background on this. So – because Austin was saying, like uh, – so when, when he recruited you, he was like, guys, we got these alarm dudes. They're legit. They're going to go back and forth. Like, but he's like, I promise they're, they're going to be awesome. He's like, but they're going to do both. And I'm like, dude, guys can't do both. And he was like prepping us for how all the volume. And I'm like, where's the volume, right? Where's the volume. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, all like, boom, all this volume hits and we weren't even ready for it. And like, so when you're here and you're on this text group with these guys, I remember I think I got put on there for a minute and pulled off or, or I got a screenshot sent to me.
0: Yeah. There's lots of swearing. <laughs> it's probably stuff I <laughs> didn't have time to deal with.
1: No, no, no. I thought it was great because you were very, like, bold with it. Uh-huh. Um, so you're, So this is the background, right? From my perspective, looking at everything as a CEO, I've got to push resources to different places. And Austin's like, dude, get ready in Texas. It's coming. And I'm like, I'm not seeing anything. And then I get the screenshot from this text thread where you're like, I'm going all in. Here's my last paycheck on one account. Peace out. Or something. Like, you made, like, this (laughs) amazingly, like, fly my flag statement. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, volume just, like, hit. And then guys started coming. So tell us about that text thread at that moment.
0: So, so yeah, I started getting um – I started closing deals. They start getting installed. I start getting these paychecks. I start sending these guys screenshots to my paycheck. And these are all old dogs. Like, they're all motivated by money, right? And so, they're like, what the hell? What the F, right? Like, I need to get in on this. And so, they all start kind of coming on board. And they start selling, too. And it was just kind of that was it after that. And and, uh, it was funny because that summer um, when we started really going, I remember I had a customer that was like, hey, do you know anyone that does alarms? Like, we want an alarm. Right. And I'm like, yeah, here, here's what he'll give you. Tell him you want this price. I'll tell him you're calling him. Here's his number. And then I, I prep my buddy for that, and he's like, cool, I'll give you half of it. I'm like, no. He's like, no, no, I'll give you. Oh, seriously, I'll give you half. Like, you did everything. I don't even have to do anything except sign him up. I'm like, nope. Don't give me half, because if it goes sideways, I might have to do something. I want nothing to do with this. (laughs) So, literally, I was like, nope, none. And that was it, man. That was just kind of rolled from there.
1: Love it. Um, It was a fun time. So, from at that moment, we were in, what's that, April, April, May, Mm -hmm. when that happened. And then the first time, I actually saw you. So, we got on the phone call a couple times. And I think what was really cool for me was... For those of you that don't know, we're talking to Sean Harding here, regional manager, United Energy, uh, number one money earner in all the companies we got for 2020, 2021. And when I met you for the first time, I had just um, drove all night long from Wichita Falls, Texas, and I left at like, I don't remember what time, I got out there late. Um, the flight was delayed out of, out of Dallas and I drove to Wichita Falls and dropped my wife off. And then I, I got on there, I think I left at like seven o'clock, so I didn't get into like 3am or something crazy. And you waited up for me in the lobby of the mm-hmm. hotel and we sat in the lobby for like two hours. No, we, it was like
0: four, two, literally sorry, four, four yeah. hours.
1: And we talked about everything from, you know, um, how to sell solar, to the alarms, to leadership, to what the game plan was. And what was crazy was at that time we had decided as a leadership group when COVID hit, and what people don't know is that we were doing decent, but we said when COVID hit, the three of us as as co-founders and owners, we said we got to get back on the doors and go lead from the front and go show these guys how to go do it. So between the three of us, and this was back, you know, a little bit, we went and did 50 accounts that next that first week that COVID got announced where we would just hit the doors, the three of us. And from that momentum, we created and put a whole summer program together, which was our other pivot was, hey, let's go get on the doors, let's create a summer program, and let's really go hype it up with some big incentives. And that's where I met you was on the summer program. And we had other leadership in place, but I remember when I drove out there, and that was July. It was July 4th, actually. That's why. And you had Literally, like taken over the the whole summer by just sheer willpower. And the the res, the resounding theme here is hard work. You just outworked literally everyone, and you did more numbers than almost. There's a couple other outliers, but uh, almost every other t- the whole team combined. It was
0: crazy fun, man. So,
1: what was your mindset going into the summer? That were you like, I got to go reprove myself. I got to go make the money because you didn't need the money, but. So what made you want to go 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 reinvent yourself 12 years into the industry? What made you want to go reinvent Sean
0: Harding? <laughs> what was funny is if it was if it was for money, then I wouldn't have outsold anyone. Oh, right. I was, I was I mean by halfway through the summer I was fine on money, right? right? Like I had plenty of money. And well, um, well, how
1: much was your first check with us? Your first paycheck?
0: I don't even remember. My very first one? First yeah. install? Yeah, yeah. It was like 8 grand.
1: 8 grand on one install. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember I did get a text from you. It was like, dude, is this real? Or are you just like recruiting me and like up the money? I'm like, "Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is legit. You're like, man, this is insane. I'm like, cool. And I didn't hear from you for like another month or so. But it's crazy to watch guys make that first check and realize, wow, that's one deal. Yeah. We're making 500 with alarms. I make eight grand on solar. This is unbelievable.
0: It was nuts, man.
1: So, what was it then? If it wasn't money, what was it midsummer for you?
0: Well, I think there was a couple things. So, I think. In alarms, if you're not doing at least one a day, then you're going to have a really crappy summer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's like minimum, right, is one a day. And I'm like, cool. If I can just take that mentality and do it in this, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to. And the process is a little different, but <clears throat> I should be able to do that. So my mentality was one a day. And then I remember when I got there to Midland, there was like some guys there that were super young, um, Alex Fotheringham was there and these other guys had done it for just a lot longer than me. And I'm looking at these young guys who are, are really good. Right. And I'm looking at Alex who's done this for a while. And I'm like, I'm like the new guy. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to beat these guys, but I'm going to beat them. Like, I don't know how, but I'm going to, I, I honestly had no clue how, right. Mm-hmm. And I show up and I have a few appointment setters that I'd, hard and I'm like okay cool like if I just get these appointment setters and go to all their appointments and then create some like self-generated appointments then maybe I can beat these guys but these guys have done a lot longer than me and they're really good so I just hope that I can beat them like even just by one right Mm -hmm. and so um it quickly turned from all the guys in the office weren't getting enough appointments so I'm like you know what guys you can have all the appointments and so I just turned into this like guy that was like created a system that was scheduling the appointments and everyone else was taking the appointments. And the only ones I got were the ones that were like, that one's a tiny system. Nobody wants it. Mm. Uh, that one's like an hour away. Nobody wants that one. And I'd literally go drive for an hour and go close this deal and then come back and then hit all my other appointments. And in between them, just get self-generated appointments. Right. And so I started doing that and then, um, uh, the Grizz, Jed Wintle, pops on the scene, and it's this guy that you, you've you been great friends with forever, but I don't know Jed, and he's just putting in one a day, and I'm like, who is this freaking Jed guy? I hate him right now, <laughs> right? Like, I gotta beat Jed, and so every single day, I remember I would get up, and I would be in a hurry to get out the door, right? I was like, do my gym routine, eat breakfast, uh, head out, and just go. And if I had appointments, like if I had in-between time, I was creating more appointments because I knew that at some point Jed was going to post a number on the board. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I got to post one, at least one today, because I know Jed's going to get at least one. And if I get one and Jed gets two cool, then I got to be that much better tomorrow, but I have to get at least one. And I ended up beating Jed that summer too. But, uh, sorry, Jed. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, um, literally, uh, it was just because it wasn't the money. It was just the competition that I just wanted to win. And if it wasn't for Jed, I honestly, I think me and Jed made each other a lot of money. You did. And Jed is like, Jed's one of the coolest dudes I know. He's a great competitor. He's super, just super cool. And we can BS with each other, call each other out on any text thread and it's all just fun, and we, we both know that. And, uh, you know, Jed's probably posted a couple things today about me on there. Who knows when we will look. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. Jed's one of the coolest guys, and I think that at the end of the day, both Jed and I are smart enough to know that we're both just making each other a lot of money.
1: Right. Yeah, it's so cool to watch the healthy camaraderie and uh, healthy competition that's spurned. So many paychecks, right? So many paychecks that you just take guys to the next level. And the other thing that I thought was really awesome was to watch your organization coming into a program midstream, because you didn't really, like, commit, commit till that June, right? Like, you, you started doing onesies, twosies, but that was, like, your first go-go, so to come back, to step back and say, okay, you know, what did you, what was your end-up take home in 2020 from us, but... Mind you, it was only a true like five and a half months of work. Yeah. What did you end up taking home that year?
0: I think I net I netted in the last quarter that year. I netted into my account over 250.
1: Yeah, it was it was the yeah the last three months was 256, 256, 000, mm-hmm. uh in the last three months. So it was just so so cool to watch you go make and make that statement and keep it organized and then compete and then hire people and recruit and staff. And then, you know, go do the things that you love with your family and live that life. So when you say, you know, that you're doing the lone wolf thing, what is your daily routine look like now where, you know, you're kind of out there on an island, you're out there doing your thing. What are, what is your focus and how do you keep yourself and the your accounts turning as you're doing it now?
0: I just do the same thing and I I just, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's kind of interesting because I think that uh, you got to be on top of your game um, with everything. I mean, if you're going to run any sort of organization, you have to be really, really organized. Um, I'm not organized. (laughs) I'm not an organized person, so Mm -hmm. I had an assistant. I don't have one right now, so by default I'm not organized, so I'm looking for another one. But um, the things that you suck at, you just got to realize, like, okay, I suck at this. Am I going to do it or am I going to? Have somebody else do it, right? Right, and those things you just figure out, and along with more money, just comes more responsibility as well. So um, you got to be on top of that. Um, but as far as my my daily routine and just what keeps me going, um, I mean, I just I don't do much different other other than I've had to level up in those things, right? So, mm-hmm. but, but the rest of my daily routine is the same. Like I wake up, I write down three to five things that I'm grateful for. Um, when I first got told to do that, I thought probably the same thing that everyone hearing this is thinking like, that's really stupid, but it's actually changes your life. Right. Um, I read a little bit and then, uh, I go to the gym. Um, and then I just, when I get home from the gym, I kind of prep and get myself ready for work and then I show up and get it done. But, um, I think the point is, and I think what you're after is, is that decisions already been made, right? Right. Like the decision to go produce and do what I'm supposed to do and get better has already been made. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to make that decision anymore. Mm-hmm. It's already done. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to wonder if I'm going to do it. I don't have to wonder if I'm going to do it today or tomorrow or if I'm going to put something off. Um, I, I get it done. And, and part of being organized, and again, I'm not definitely not perfect at that, but um, – I've become a l- really good at getting the things out of the way that I hate doing, mm.
1: right? Swallowing so your frog.
0: Yeah, that's it, right? Like one thing that I hate doing is, is the th- just like follow up and getting organized for the week, so I do it on Monday. Do it Monday morning.
1: First thing, just get it out of the way.
0: I do, yeah. And if you feel like you're putting it off, that's probably the thing you should have done to start off your week, mm. because in the rest of the weeks, easy. Your mind's completely clear. You can kind of get in the in the um, routine. Yeah, not in the routine, but the um, you know you can get like it start thinking at a high level for the rest of the week. The stress mm. is gone, right? Um,
1: you sleep when the wind blows. My dad used to tell a story uh, on the farm ranch where you know there was a big storm coming and you don't really know a storm's going to hit out on the farm until you have some precursors, like the horses will kind of all move and huddle together um the air gets heavy and he tells us he'd always tell us he's like um like dad the storm's coming he's like it's all right boys i sleep when the wind blows and that was the, he already went down and tied down the barn doors and got all the horses ready because he'd already know that the storm was coming and so i'd always put preparation um to that story where Before the storm hits and you're causing panic and you're crazed, you need to be sleeping while the wind blows because you've already got the horses and ties and you have put the barn doors down. And that was something that we learned watching that. Because a few times when he left it up to us, me and my brother Chris, it would be like raining and we were out there (laughs) like with our boots on and trying to round the horse up, they're running everywhere. And it was just so chaotic that then I remember thinking, man, I wish I was sleeping while the wind was blowing. And go. that's that's what's exactly the principle you're talking about, right, which is awesome. So, um, again, Sean Harding, awesome uh, regional manager for United Energy, leading in, in uh, income this year for our business, and made over a quarter million bucks in the Q4 of 2020 during the pandemic. I mean, tell me about the blessing that solar has been in your life and the thing that you've noticed from doing alarms to working with myself, Austin, Morgan, and United Energy. What's been the ma- the major thing? Because you've had a lot of offers to go to other companies. You've had a lot of guys come and go. And what was it that made you stick with United Energy? And what's been the greatest blessing doing solar in our space with us and making over a quarter of a million bucks in three months during the one of the largest pandemics that our world has ever seen? And you walk away in the top 10% of money earners in the world in three months. So... Speak to that a little bit.
0: Um, the biggest blessing, it's funny, um, I love working here just because of the people that I work with, right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked a lot about that before, and it's kind of crazy because, um, <coughs>
1: <You're fine. laughs> Sean's dying. We're yeah. actually going to leave it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. It's really real. Well, Sean's dying. <coughs> um,
0: no, it's funny. Uh, I think the thing that gives me energy and the reason I stay is because I love helping other people. Like, I want other people to experience what I've experienced, Mm. right? Like, everyone's seen that manager, and I'm not dogging on anyone or saying that anyone's doing anything wrong, but everyone's seen that manager that wants the the recruits to stick under them, and I genuinely want people to become me and experience the things that I've experienced, right? And the money will take care of itself, right? right? And... So in that aspect, I've just been able to become really unselfish that way. And then going back to your next question, I did get a lot of offers. And and during that summer, people started, we started putting ourselves on the map. Like you, me, United Energy, um, people started hearing about it. And people started reaching out to me, people that I didn't know, and giving me crazy offers. And the funny thing was, I've been in this industry for long enough to know that it's like, If I have a company, a place that I trust that pays me what they say they're going to pay me, that's probably better than the greener grass, right? Because people can offer whatever they want and it's just talk until it actually happens. And I've also done this long enough to know that some of the numbers that they they were spitting out didn't make sense. But even if they had made sense, the, the biggest thing was is I didn't trust them and it wasn't that... I didn't like them. It was just that I didn't know them. And I'm like, look, the place that I'm at is a great place. And they've never done me wrong. And, you know, not to say that we're not a new company. And we've we've definitely had bumps in the road. And, and you know, we've talked about that a lot, you and I. And uh, we're not a perfect company, but it's a pretty awesome company. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know you hit bumps in the road and it's kind of cool. You got some brothers that you can just figure it out and navigate it with and get better.
1: Right. I think that's the key is nothing ever is going to work perfectly. We're dealing with imperfect systems and imperfect people. Right. But if a problem does arise, how do you handle the problem? Will you respond quickly? Do you pick up the phone calls when they happen? And are you able to make the adjustments to help people continue on their lives? Right. Cause if we'll do that for you, We'll do that for the reps, and you'll do that for your reps, and that will continue. And so um, let's take that, and let's just – I want to do one quick final look back on what made that other company that you at for five years. Mm-hmm. Let's, like, give a quick little um, nugget to everyone out there that's looking for a company right now or doesn't doesn't know which move to make to what company. What did that company do that – Um, Lost your business that what's the thing that they were doing or they did that lost your business to make it such a bad experience versus what we've done here at United energy to make it such a phenomenal experience where you will never leave. What's the difference or what's the one thing that we could give the future or the other company owners or managers don't do this and do this. What, what would that be? What, how'd they lose your business?
0: Um, man, That's that's tough to say. I can't say too much about the other company. I really like those guys. Sure, Um, it was not a fun time. It wasn't a good experience. Um, But what kept me here was it's just really simple. I think I I don't know if I'm wired differently. I think most I think it's just that I've just been in this industry for so long, and I've I've just seen so many promises and so many things. And um, when I came here. I, I mean, people helped me become better. They helped me learn how to sell solar. Um, I saw an opportunity. I took the opportunity, and but the biggest thing was is I just never felt like the promise of pay was ever messed with. Right, and at that time, you got to realize that um, we were we were promising a very realistic pay scale and there was a, a bunch of other companies out there promising a very, very sexy pay scale that was the same as ours. It right. just wasn't as transparent, right? And so I just felt like, the promises that were made to me were always kept. Mm. Right. And then, and you, you got to realize like it's a sales company. So there's a thousand different people getting paid a thousand different paychecks every single week. Sure. And I'm not the guy that, and you know, everyone's in a different position. Um, if my paycheck's wrong, I don't freak out about it. Like, just like, hey, send an email and I'd send an email. And if it wasn't fixed that week, it would always be fixed the next week. And I wasn't in a hurry for it. But, but I always knew that. If my paycheck got messed up, it was always fixed every single time. And that was very, very rare. Mm. But the point is, is that um, I wasn't promised this like really, really, really good pay scale. And then there's all these deductions taken out of it. These things that I didn't know about because I didn't know much about solar at the time, right? Um, the pay was always what I expected it to be. And mm. I, I just think that that's a pretty, um, a, it's honestly, a, it shouldn't be, but... Um, I guess I can't say it's a rare thing, but there's a lot of companies that don't, might not do that or don't do that. Or, you know, you always hear stories, but.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I take back to that, that time in, in Midland in that hotel, that four hour meeting where I remember sitting down with you and saying, okay, look, man, this is how this model works. And this is how the other companies are making it look better. But this is where you're going to compare theirs. And I said, just, just humor me. I said, just go get, you know, 10 installs. Have 10 of them come through, mm-hmm. and let me show you what you will make. Let me show you what your pay should be, and I promise you we'll pay you correctly. Mm-hmm. And then take an opposing guy with his 10 and the, the number that he was supposed to get paid, or it's his red line, what his red line is, and what his dollars are. And I remember teaching you and saying, mm-hmm. there are other ad- additions and deductions and dealer fees and adders and all this other stuff that other companies build in there that really give companies dealers a bad name right now. I said, your pay with a quote unquote higher or worse red line will be more money than theirs would be. And you're like, how does that work? And I'm like, it'll make sense in time. Mm -hmm. I said, but just humor me and go get 10 of them and watch it. And then let's talk. And you did. And I remember we didn't even have to have a long discussion. You said, It's exactly what I thought it was. And we are, and I'm making hand over fist more money than the other guys. Yep. You're like, it's game on. And I'm like, (laughs) all right, let's go. That was like the the conversation. And I feel like so many guys feel like it's, let me trick you and get 10 accounts out of you and I'll lose you forever. Where our mentality is, let us educate you, make sure you get what you're paid, and then have you do accounts forever.
0: Absolutely. And even like when I first did my first couple installs here, I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm brand new at this, which means I'm a little vulnerable to what I don't know. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? And I always felt appreciative that I wasn't taken advantage of during that time because mm-hmm. there was plenty of room to probably take advantage just because of my lack of knowledge at that time. Sure. Right? So... Um, So I was always appreciative of that too, right? Like I I always, I knew that I was just in a place where I didn't know much about it. And, and there's plenty of places that would have taken taken advantage of that.
1: I think one thing, you know, having done this for 15 years myself, I know at some point you're going to know, right? You're going to get educated. Absolutely. And I've grown enough teams through the years and had enough guys where, if you're gonna know, I can either do one of two things. I can either build great rapport by just being super transparent with you. So when you do find out, you'd be like, oh man, what a good guy, or oh man, what an idiot. Yeah. And then I lose your business forever. Forever. So I'm always on the long term. This is the long game for me. And and that's that's probably the reason why. But I don't know why other guys don't don't know that. And most of the guys that fall victim to that are super new in the industry, new leaders, new managers. And I just think it's so sad because then they'll taint everything. In fact, we were just looking at a bid from one of those companies we talked about with a group of like 20 guys that came in on Monday and they showed me and I said, do you know, I said, do you know what, what the deductions are, what your, what your fees are? He's like, no. I said, touch that button. He touched it and he's like, oh my goodness. He's like, is this what I'm going to get paid? I'm like, yes. He's like, that's like two grand more or less, like more they're taking out of my check. Yeah. And I'm like, that's right. He said, like, why didn't they tell me that? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I'll see you tomorrow. So he leaves and he comes back. He calls me. He's like, I need to meet earlier. I'm like, okay. And they come back with all their guys. And he's like, they made it right. And they would pay me more money. He's like, but the fact that they kept that from me yep. made me think that they'll do it again. If they have the opportunity, he's like, so I didn't even care if it was more. He's like, cause it's, they're probably going to be less anyway. He's like, I'm with you, and we recruited that group uh, this week off of that exact, um, you know, concept. And I'm so good sharing that with people because I hope every f- single company in the industry gets transparent and offers the same pay. So then it's all the same. So then we just have intrinsic value services added. To have people pick where they want to go, like that's where we win. But even then, we're still going to smoke and won't pay at this point in time. There so you're the direct result of that whole shindig. So with that <laughs> being said, tell us about now. So we've talked about where you were, how you got there, and where we're at at this point now. Looking forward, we were talking in the elevator, and I told you don't talk, about marriage, about <laughs> family life, about we've got a couple minutes, and I want to I close because I'm always so impressed with... I think you and your wife have a very unique relationship where you guys are very independent with each other and you respect each other's, like, hustle. For sure. And I want to have you just talk a little bit about what you guys have done in your marriage that may be unique or maybe not, but just something that you guys have done that that really drives, um, drives res- mutual respect. Here's why, and then I'll shut up. It is, you know, I said, how's my? I said, how's life? Mm-hmm. And you said, it's great. I said, how's your marriage? And you said, it's great. I said, bullcrap. <laughs> and you start laughing. You're like, why do you say that? I said, because everyone says their marriage and their relationship is great. And they're all lying. And you yeah. said, what'd you say?
0: I said, I said, uh, it's up and down, right? I'm just riding the high right now.
1: It ebbs and flows <laughs> and you're on the high. I happen to be on the down. For those that don't want, that want to know my dirty laundry, we're just kind of having that reevaluation of how do we respect each other better. There's been some experiences lately that have us questioning: Are we honoring ourselves and each other? Which every relationship goes through. So, you and your wife have done a great job doing that. How have you guys found the best way to do that? And how did you guys get to where you're at right now? Give me some advice right now.
0: Um, man, that's tough. You put me on the spot. Um, I think just taking just time at which I suck at right now. Right. But, you know, just doing my date night once a week and then, um, just respecting her and just, you know, I don't know, just, it's actually just stupid stuff. Right. Like saying, Hey, thanks. Like, thanks for doing everything you do. Like I just texted her like five minutes ago. I said, Hey, um, you're a dime. Thanks for being my dime. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, so, um, but no, my my wife's awesome. She just she kind of lets me be me, which is, I think, really hard because you know how it is. I mean, I'm, um, I mean, I'm here, right? It's Ten fifteen, yeah, at night, right? And uh, she just kind of lets me do those things, and I'm super super grateful. And and not to say that it wasn't hard at first, but um, and maybe maybe she'd say, well, I'm just used to it or something. I don't know, but um. don't know you just got to make it worth it right like if you're going to be going to be gone and and doing your thing and trying to grow and um you got to make it make it worth it make make some experiences with your family which we've done right so i mean our i think our biggest fight this year this is actually really funny she's going to be pissed that i'm
1: saying (laughs) good share it juicy
0: here we go um (laughs) no, <laughs> we planned this vacation with our kids. We give them a vacation for Christmas because uh-huh. we just got sick of giving them presents that they forget about in 10 days. And uh, so we planned this vacation, you know, we let them open up these, like, plane tickets and all this stuff. And we took them to Cancun, and we were going to Cancun in February. And uh, we usually go with all our a whole bunch of our friends in March to Destin, And in my mind, right? I'm an idiot for assuming this, but I'm like, now nah, we won't go to destined in three weeks after we go to Cancun. Oh yes, we will. It was probably the largest fight we've ever, we've been in, uh, all year. Right. And, and I sat back and thought about it and I'm like, man, is this my life? Like the biggest fight I have with my wife is how many vacations are we going to go on? Right? Right? Like, and, uh, um, uh, I'll give you one guess about if we
1: went on one or two, but (laughs) Yeah. But uh well i, I actually i cheated you, you called me about that remember yeah, yeah. me and you're like is this my life i'm like what do you mean you're like is it is this my life where i'm dealing like uh, you said you want to know the biggest thing going on in my life right now i'm like what you're like i am in a fight with my wife because we're having too many vacations <laughs> you're like well this is first world problems right you're like well how blessed are we i thought it was cool that even in because it's still a big deal. It doesn't matter where, how much money you have or what it is. Time, it's energy. There's so much that goes into it. And the fact that you would take a second to step, your, to step out of it and be aware that my problems aren't that dramatic. Right. Like I'm arguing with my wife about a vacation. Right. It's so funny you say that because me and my wife had a talk tonight and it was the number one issue is how often – she goes to see her family, and and as we went through, we added it up, and her most of her family was in Texas. As we added it up, she actually gets to go and see her family like once every two months. We see them at some with well, something, something mm-hmm. whether they come out, we go there, like. And most people that live out of state from their family or multiple states away don't get to see like once there. a year. Yeah, packing it's, up the station wagon. That's right, and I was like. <laughs> are we arguing about this? Like yeah. how blessed are we super that we, and we're all for it. Like we all, yeah. we want to make it happen. It's just a matter of timing and kids in school and whatever, but, and making more time for that. So um, maybe share with, you said what one thing I do, you said about a date night. Um, we also spoken about that. You called me about that. We talked about that. What is some, do you have, what is that habit? What is that thing? Do you guys have a time? Does the phones go off? Like what are some of the things you do around date night that make it special?
0: Um, just making the time. Yeah. I'll, uh, last time I actually left my phone at home, which was, she was amazed. And, uh, I think just doing it consistently, which I need to be better at, right? Like I, I suck at that right now, but no, we've talked about that you and I, and and I actually, uh, implemented that after we talked, but, um, yeah, just try to go out once a week and, um, go on an overnight, like once a month, we try to do that. So just, it's kind of crazy, like the more, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess, successful you are, right? The mm-hmm. the more, there's just people constantly asking for your time, right? And if you don't manage your time and plan it, then then those other things that you don't necessarily have to do, which are probably the most important things, those are always the, same, the things that seem to fall by the wayside, right? Yep. So you just got to plan them. And if you plan them, then it means that much
1: more, right? Dude, that's So what we're talking about here with Sean Harding, regional manager, United Energy, number one money earner of the business, what we're talking about is taking time out of your day, out of your life, to schedule and plan important moments that are the most important but usually get overlooked or fall to the wayside. So when, when we had spoke on the phone, because I've been doing this for, I got this from my mentor, um, it's the secret to a happy marriage. So if you're not taking notes, this is what Sean's talking about, was um, every week you set up a date night, and it's that time no matter what. So everyone in your world knows it's that time that day. So if anyone at the company knows, everyone knows my date night is Friday, 7.30. My phone, I don't respond to text messages, I don't do anything, but I will pick it back up, and as an agreement with my wife, at 11.30. So, cause at 1130, my wife is actually, she, she'll drop dead. She's like, she's got like narcolepsy. She falls asleep and she's out. So I can get blessing cause I can get back at it and start working and recruiting on a Friday night at 1130. And I can go after that, which is crazy. And our, or have guys come to our house. We had guys come to our house at 1130 last week and they were there till like two, but she was fine. We already had our date night and she was in bed. So once a week it's a date night, once a month, it's a quick overnight whether that's to a local hotel, even in your town, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. And then once a quarter, it's a big vacation. It's a getaway for a few days. So that has saved my marriage more than anything else. And, you know, when we talked about that, I guess you're telling me that you've implemented that.
0: Yeah, it's made all the difference for sure.
1: Why do you think that's made the major difference?
0: Just spending time. That's it. I mean, planning, you got to plan time to do those the probably, again, the most important things, right? So I th- I think that's why it's made the difference. Because if you don't, I mean, if we don't plan that, our kids are little, right? They've right. got, like, cheerleading and ballet and who knows what else. And if we don't plan that stuff, it's just never going to happen.
1: I'm curious. I gave you one other bit of advice. I said, this will, I said, this thing will actually be more important than doing the event because she knows it's coming. And it was the planning. I said, yeah. Make sure you plan together that it's happening because if she can see it's coming, yep. then it almost takes that week. You know what I'm saying? You can look forward to it. Have you noticed that as oh, well?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Cause then they know it's going to happen, right? They're not like frustrated and, you know, I don't know, keep their feelings bottled up or whatever.
1: Yeah. And what's fascinating is I want to go out. I want to be with her more than anything. Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I
1: want that, but the yep. day it's it going and the week it's happening and, everyone pulls your, your time. And so it seems like you, we don't want to when that's so far from the truth, right?
0: Totally. And I, for me, it's like, I don't know if this is, the way it is for you, but like, if I don't do that for a long time, then it's like, I kind of forget about it. And then if I try to like re-implement it, then I don't really want to, uh, it's too much time. It's too much effort. But when I do it consistently, I actually look forward to it because I remember how fun it is. Right.
1: Right. Bingo. So. Love it, man. So you're on the up. Money's good. Life's good. Family's good, man. So glad you're here. Excited. We're going to do, uh, we actually have a, uh, a group with us here that's, gonna, that's implementing the B print right now where we're teaching them as a large group. And you're going to be our, our guest speaker tomorrow. So they're pretty excited to have you. Um, so we'll get that footage and we'll put it in here so people are actually probably watching it right now, which will be cool. But um, give me the one thing, the one piece of advice, and we're going to wrap it up if you were, you, you were leaving this life, you were leaving and you knew you had three minutes and you had to pass on the one thing that would be the most important piece of advice you could pass on to anyone. What would that piece of advice be to somebody, your son or your daughters? What would it be? And you knew that they, they would take it, implement it if they did it, but that's, that will be the thing you remembered for. What would that advice piece of advice be
0: can only get what you want by giving it away
1: Mm, talk on that
0: um i truly truly think that just being unselfish will serve you better than anything else so if you can find your niche and find the thing that you're passionate about or find the thing that you love right then helping someone else be successful in that basically just giving them your knowledge the things that you have learned um I think that's what life's all about, right? It's just, it, I think life's all about relationships.
1: Golly, that's so profound. What, what's an example that you've done recently that you've learned and, and learned this lesson again?
0: Um, I think with the people that work here, honestly, that if you, if they know you're not selfish, right? That's a, that's someone they that, that's a place they want, that they want to be at, mm. right? Um if you're the guy that's just going to keep them under your thumb for the rest of their life, they might, they might hang around for a while. They might hang around for a long time, but eventually they're going to figure it out and you didn't make them any better along the way. Right. Right. And that for me, that's what gives me energy, right? Is helping people get better, right? Like when Peyton had a ton of money in the bank and he's about to pay taxes on it and he comes to me and asks me, what do I do with this money? I said, how much money is it? It's a lot of money do you want to pay taxes on it? He said, no. So, what are you going to do with it? He said, it's going to sit in my savings account. I said, we'll put it here. He calls me back. He's just pumped, right? Like just little bits of knowledge like that, um, <clears throat> just to help people along the way, right? Just help them be better. Um, that's what gives me energy is is just helping other people do that. I I don't have a problem with. I don't feel threatened by it or anything, right? Like I don't. I I want other people to experience like the the cool stuff that i've experienced
1: love it man and you are actually probably the best at that you've actually you've given more guys to the system you've you've pushed more guys through more accounts around more leads to people than anyone i've ever known so hats off to you at actually living i ask people this question every interview and sometimes I know, sometimes I don't, sometimes I feel like they're just regurgitating something fun. <laughs> you actually live that and everyone listening knows that you do that. And so hats off to you, bro, because that's big. So thank you. Yeah, man. Wanna make sure you know that I see you and I feel you and it is appreciated that you do that real time. Likewise, so brother. Thanks, dude. Well, let's. That is it. Me and you will keep talking. We got some other big things to talk about, but um, we'll we'll leave that for A and B conversations only. Uh, super grateful to have you on here, man. So so happy you're here. Grateful that you're part of our company, making it happen. Sean Harding, regional manager, United Energy, number one money earner during the pandemic. Father, good time, husband, leader. The man, Sean Harding. Thanks, dude. Ah, thanks, homie. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Doors to Success podcast. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe for more. Visit com for more information on how you can join the Bprint.